again tonight. Let's go ahead and get started. Let's all stand. Brother Tim, would you start us off in a word of prayer, please? All right, remain standing, page 52. As I travel through this pilgrim land, there is a friend who walks with me. Leads me safe through the seeking, and it is the Christ of Calvary. This would be my prayer, dear Lord, to help me do the best I can. For I need thy light to guide me day and night. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Yes, I need thee every hour. Oh my. 
page 78 All the world is bright and cheery and singing every day in the place of bird and spirit I sing the joyful lay for a little ray of gladness where the sorrow once had been Says this put hard on pieces And put the sunshine in When this took hard on pieces And he put a little sunshine in He put a little joy and gladness Where sadness once had been He gave a little love and glory And he took away the doubt and sin When this took hard on pieces And put a little sunshine in all the clouds have silver lining, not a shadow is inside, not though the sad repining, the way is always bright. I was lost in sin and darkness, but the way is bright again. Says Jesus took my heart all to pieces, and he put a little sunshine in. When Jesus took my heart all to pieces, and he put a little sunshine in. He put a little joy and gladness where sadness once had been. He gave a little love and glory, and he took away down in sin. When Jesus took my heart all to pieces, and he put a little sunshine in. So I press along rejoicing on the blessed glory road. And I know that my Redeemer will share my every love. I am singing hallelujah, for my soul is free from sin. Says Jesus took my heart all to pieces, and he put a little sunshine in. When Jesus took my heart all to pieces, and he put a little sunshine in. He put a little joy and gladness where sadness once had been. He gave a little love and glory, and it took away the doubt and sin. When Jesus took my heart all to pieces, and he put the sunshine in. Page 103. <coughs> oh, I would know more of His grace to others show, more of His saving love to see, more of His love who died for me, more, more about Jesus, more, more about Jesus, more of His saving love to see. More of his love who died for me. 
Oh, they tell me of the hope when no storm clouds rise. 
good to see everybody back tonight. I hope you all have had a good day. Uh, just a reminder, this coming Thursday, uh, Ladies Bible Study, 11 a.m., Fellowship Hall. Uh, again, they'll be going over parts four and five. I'm assuming those are chapters or, or whatever. Uh, so just be there for that if you're a part of that group. Uh, annual uh, conference as far as uh, be August the 2nd. Um, again, uh, we have an opening for a director for the uh, Happy Pilgrims. So if you're interested, please uh, let us know. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Ashley Barrett is uh, looking for somebody to help her out in her Sunday school class. So uh, uh, please uh, be aware of that and uh, let us know if you're interested in that as well. Huh? Oh, cancel that. Where I got Sister Amy going to be in that one. So if you were thinking about that, sorry. <laughs> uh, as far as uh, tonight, right after service, if you haven't done it yet, please, uh, the pastor's office, uh, we got some feedback cards for Brother Kerr. Uh, please fill that out if you haven't done it already. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs>
with us tonight. If you can come on up. Uh, he does have some books out there on the table. I don't know if he was going to plug them or not, but I'll help him plug them. But uh, you interested in any of, any of them? I think he's got the price tag and all of that there for you, so if you're interested in that, please get something. God bless you. I'm always ready to make a deal. They're $8 a piece. I'll let you have two for 16 three for 24 and if you're really wanting to spend, I'll give you four for 32. So, <laughs> oh, what an honor to be back tonight in the Lord's house. I appreciate the good singing and the special. And it's just uh, uh, an honor to be here. I appreciate that. Would you open your Bible with me to the book of Ephesians chapter number six? The Lord sure is good to us. Amen. Glad I'm saved and on my way to heaven. He's better than I deserve. And... Uh, but I do have four books. I'm sure most of you saw them coming in, and they are $8 each. And if you could use one of them, that'll be fine. And uh, let me, rem I want to remind you or tell you if you don't know, uh, I have a website, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And uh, if you don't pick up one of the books tonight and happen to think you might want one, you can order from the website. And uh, you'll see the radio stations that we're currently on, on 16 different radio stations in 13 different states. And so you pray for our ministry. And uh, uh, also my wife keeps uh, our calendar posted a couple of months to uh, eight, eight, eight to 12 weeks in advance, something like that. And, of course, some meetings come in between that, and she puts that in. But you can see us on there. Uh, pray for us. I'll be just right over here at Mount Vernon. I've never preached there before, but I'll be there this week in revival. They's actually started tonight, but I'll be there tomorrow night through Friday night, the Lord willing. And so you pray for that meeting and come over if you can. Ephesians chapter 6, and if you found your place, would you care to stand with me tonight? Ephesians 6, and I want to read three verses. And this is simply a launching place. Uh, we want to wind up in the book of Revelation. And I'm going to be looking at some other scriptures as well. But uh, I want us to look at this for our text. Or to maybe introduce what we're dealing with tonight. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren... 
Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And that word wiles means the methods that the devil uses. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Now he's talking about the, these three words. It actually is talking about the different rank and order among the demonic and devils, the, the demons and the devils that are out there, all of those fallen angels, those that are serving Satan. And so he says, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. And again, I covet your prayers tonight as we look at our text. Here's what I want to deal with. Our world is, as I said it this morning, things have just gone crazy. Amen. It has gone crazy. And I, I can't come in and tell you anything that you don't already know. And that's not my intention. And anything I say, you probably have already heard it. But I want to try to frame some things tonight in such a way that I hope it makes sense to you. And that it will help you to realize what we're seeing today is a part of the strategy of Satan, especially for these end time days that we're living in. And I want to share with you tonight three growing battlefields for the last days. We're in a spiritual warfare. That's what verses 10, 11, and 12 is talking about. We are in a spiritual warfare, and we are soldiers of the cross, not fighting against flesh and blood, even though they get on our nerve and make us mad, okay? But there's something behind all that's going on, and that something is the devil, amen? So we're going to look at these three growing battlefields for these last days. And what I want you to notice with me tonight is how that they find their conclusion in the book of Revelation. And there is an increase in all three of these areas. And so that's what we want to look at for just a few moments. I want you to look with me in the book of 1 Timothy chapter number 4. And let's deal with our first battlefield, the area of the battlefield tonight. And number one, it is the area of worship. Or we could say in the area of religion. There is this growing battlefield that we are engaged in, and it is in this area of worship or religion. And I'm using the word worship simply for my alliteration, and you'll see that in a moment. But in 1 Timothy 4 and verse number 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, that be these last days, some shall depart from the faith. And that word depart is the word that we use for apostasy. It means to step back from a position or a truth that was once held and once uh, uh, embraced. But you step back from that. Some shall depart from the faith, 
giving heed to seducing spirits. It's not just man's doctrines, but there are demonic powers at work, giving heed to seducing spirits, and doctrines are teachings of devils. Amen. And so there is this great uh, battlefield in the area of worship tonight. I remind you of 2 Corinthians in chapter number 11. And you may not, I, I'm going to turn pretty quickly and read a few to move on. But in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 4, he said, For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if he receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not received or accepted, ye might, uh, might well bear with him. Paul's being sarcastic in that statement. But he's talking about the fact that there would be uh, people preaching another Jesus, there would be another spirit, and there would be another gospel. What is the gospel? It is the good news of Jesus Christ. So another gospel would be news that is not talking about the good news, but it's something else that's being preached today. And y'all are a fundamental conservative church, and y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Every place that has a steeple is not a New Testament church. Uh, every group of people that gathers on the Lord's Day is not really a, 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 a biblical church. And on and on we could go. And so there is a lot of deception. In our, in our verse I read in 1 Timothy chapter number 4, we see this demonic activity. There's three things in chapter 4 in verse 1. He said uh, that they would uh, give heed to seducing spirits. So there is demonic activity. Uh, there is a departure from the faith or an apostasy. And then there is deception. He said, uh, giving heed to seducing spirits. And so a lot of this today, people, the Bible said that people are deceived and being, de they're, they're deceived and being deceived. In other words, and it's going to just keep getting worse. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter number 4, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. We're there tonight. This is where we're at today. People do not want the Word of God. They want something else. They want to be entertained. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. You'd be surprised at churches that are Baptist, amen, as well as everything else, uh, that, if, that if you're just going to be a, a, a plain Bible preacher, they ain't too interested in you. you they're going to have to have some entertaining they're going to have to have a flash with it. They're going to have to have uh, something to go along with it uh, to make it more interesting. Well, I can't offer that. I'm just an old-timey, old-fashioned Bible preacher. Amen. Thank God. That's, I'm not apologizing. I'm just telling you, neighbor. But this world today, they're wanting something else. But all of this is a part of what's going on. And I've seen this arise and get worse throughout my ministry and my lifetime, and I know that you have. Having said all of that with me, now turn to Revelation chapter number 13. Where is all of this false religion going? Where, what is the main thrust of having so many different, uh, so much deception and false religion in the world today? 
I want to say, let me put it this way, and this may strike you as kindly odd. The devil is not interested in closing the doors of the Maryville Baptist Church. What the devil is interested in is changing what goes on in here. The devil has always used a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. The devil has always used religion. You go all the way back to the Tower of Babel, and that is the first organized religion, uh, so to speak, against God. And that uh, that that Babylon, uh, that uh, that mystery Babylon, that doctrine that was instigated and started then, comes all the way through the Bible, but it finds its culmination, or it coming to a head in Revelation. Uh, during, the, during the days of the Antichrist and the tribulation period. Thank God we're going to get out of here in the rapture, amen. But listen to Revelation 13. And you know this, I'm just going to jump in and show you in verse number 4. And they worship, who's they? That's this world. And they worship the dragon, that's the devil, which gave power unto the beast. And this beast is the Antichrist as we know of him. The man of sin, and which gave power unto the beast. And they worship the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? If you go all the way back to the book of Isaiah, uh, God lets us in on, on uh, the past in Isaiah 14, uh, where he gives us the, uh, the picture of Lucifer when he fell. He was that anointed cherub of God. But he said, I will ascend unto, into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Now listen, I will be like the most high. And that's been the devil's desire and the devil's aim ever since he failed. Amen. When iniquity was found in him and he is in this world and he is striving for people to worship him. That's what it's always been about. And that's what false religion is about. Paul wrote in the book of Corinthians, and I'm not quoting it, but in essence he said that if you're not worshiping God, amen, in spirit and in truth, then whatever you think you are worshiping, you are actually worshiping devils. That's what Paul said. That's what he meant. And so when people have a religion that denies Jesus, but yet they talk about God, you know what they're doing? They're worshiping the devil. You say, preacher, I wouldn't say that. Well, I'm up here and you're back there, so I'll say it, amen. They are, they're worshiping the devil. You cannot have a relationship with a father without having a relationship with a son. That's what the Bible said, amen. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So all of this religion today uh, that is leaving Jesus out, uh, that is leaving the word of God out, uh, that is leaving uh, fundamental truths that we've always embraced out, uh, they may not know it uh, consciously, uh, but, but in, in, in their worship, they're actually worshiping the devil. And all of this is going to come to a head with the person of the Antichrist after the true church is raptured out. And then all this one world religion will come together. And then the Antichrist, I believe, is going to put that 
sat down and set himself up as God and demand that all the world worship him. And that's what the devil's been after the whole time. What about in Matthew chapter number 4 when Satan uh, took Jesus up on the high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And what did he say? I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world if you'll do what? If you'll fall down and worship me. I'm telling you, the devil is starving. He is craving. He is addicted uh, to worship. He wants people to worship him. And so that is what's behind all of the false doctrine and the false worship that's going on today. We're in the battlefield, this area, for worship. Amen. And the best thing we can do is just stay with what we've got. Amen. Worship God in spirit and in truth. Look in Revelation 13. Look, look at the false prophet over in verse number 15. Watch this. And he had power to give life under the image of the beast. Now, I don't understand all there is right there. But whatever this image is, watch now, that the image of the beast should both speak. What about all this artificial intelligence today? We're hearing about all of that. And I wouldn't be surprised a bit, Brother Marty, if some of this stuff that's going on today is not involved in this. And he said that as many as would not worship. Now, I want to ask you a question. And as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. My question is this, Brother Ransom. How do they know whether you're worshiping or not? Is this just going to be public? How do they know whether you're worshiping or not? I wonder if it's what we call being censored. Being monitored. I mean, right now they know more about you than you think they know about you. And right now they can tell probably wherever one of us are at. And where you go and, and they know everything about you through all this technology. And everything that we're seeing is going to play into the very hand of prophecy. And we're seeing uh, this area of worship. We're seeing it all funneling down uh, to the day when the Antichrist, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, he sets himself up uh, as God, the man of sin. And that word sin means lawlessness and demands that all the world worship him. I'm telling you, Frank, neighbor, this is where it's headed. Number two, I want you to look with me in Revelation chapter number 9. So we see not only is there this growing battlefield in the area of worship tonight, but there is an area of this battlefield in the area of wickedness. You say wickedness, watch this in Revelation chapter number 9. Have you ever thought about what the sins of the tribulation period are going to be? The church is going to be taken out. There will be people saved. But have you ever thought about what society, what the sins of society is going to be? Well, people are sinners, aren't they? Amen. And just because the devil takes over, so to speak, just because the Antichrist takes over, it does not mean that people are going to quit sinning. It's still going to be wicked. But what I'm saying, it's going to get worse. And what we're witnessing in these last days is again building, coming to a conclusion, coming to a head, spiraling down as far as humanity can get 
for the tribulation period. Now watch this. Look with me in Revelation 9. This is under the sixth trumpet judgment. I'm just jumping in in verse 20. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands. Now watch. That they should not worship devils. I've done dealt with that. And idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood which neither can see nor hear nor walk. But here's what I'm after. Neither repented they of their murders nor of their sorceries nor of their fornication nor of their thefts. Of all the sins that could be listed, God singles out these particular sins to identify what society is going to look like during that time. And I want to say to you tonight, we're there right now. We begin with murders. Murders are at an all-time high almost in every major city. What does that imply? What is murder? It's a disregard of some human life, of some individual. It's, it's, it's a disregard of human life. And here in America, a friend, there's been over six million babies aborted, killed. A devaluation of human life. And all these violent games, it plays into the mind and the conditioning of people up to where human life is nothing. Amen. It's nothing. And all of this is pointing toward the tribulation period as society gets as low as it can ever reach. The second word is that word sorcery. That Greek word is pharmakia. It's where we get our word pharmacy from. And it implies uh, that during that day, uh, that drug use along with, uh, with, uh, with the, uh, the potions of the sorceries and the witches and all of that would be on the increase. Did you know that Asheville, North Carolina is a hotbed for witches? Isn't that amazing? But the drugs... America is being infiltrated with, with, with fentanyl and other drugs that are killing people by the thousands. It's, it's an epidemic, amen. It's an epidemic. And why is it now? Why is all of this happening at the same time? I'll tell you why. Because it's coming to a head. It's coming to a head. I want to show you something. Jesus said in Matthew chapter number 24, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming, or the days of the coming of the Son of Man be. And then he goes on to say, far as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, married, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. And there's a lot to be said about all of that. But have you ever thought about Noah's day? If you go back to Genesis chapter number 6, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that the imagination of man's heart was evil only continually. It was evil only continually. He got up of a morning of devising wickedness. He lived through the day devising wickedness. He went to bed of a night devising wickedness. And the process was over and over and over. It was not, it was not that sin itself had gotten so bad in Noah 
Bible study. This will help you if you get a hold of it and show you where we're at in America. It was not so much the fact that the sin was any different than the sin had always been. It was not necessarily the sin, but it was the sinner. In other words, by the time that Noah come along, humanity had so, had so degraded itself to where they were just constantly living in wickedness and that's all that consumed them throughout their mind and throughout their day. And so humanity reached such a low point that God says there's nothing else I can do but destroy this crowd and start all over. And may I say to you that before the days of the flood, humanity had so degressed and degressed in degradation and sin and ungodliness, they'd lost their moral compass, they'd lost their conscience, they had been given over to reprobation and they come to a point to where there was nothing but destruction and that's exactly what the second coming of Christ in Revelation 19 is about is the world is going to repeat what it did prior to the flood and man's mind man's conscience man's heart is such a in a state of reprobation and degradation and in a state of low moralities or morals that they're coming to a focal point to what where God says uh, there's nothing else left but judgment. Amen. I believe that. I want you to turn with me to Romans chapter number one. Let me show you something in case you'd miss this. Again, I can't tell you nothing you don't already know, but I like retelling it. Romans chapter number one. Lord, watch this. The Bible says this in verse number 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain, Romans 1.21, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart, watch now, was darkened. And we say, how can people live like they're living today? Their heart is darkened. The light's going out. In the conscience of humanity, the lights are going out. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Look in verse 23. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. In other words, they begin to worship the creation. They pull God down to their level. In other words, every time that you change your view of God, you'll change your view of man. And when you pull God down, then you pull man down. And that's why there's no regard for human life today. It's because they've pulled God down, uh, they've pulled him down uh, to the level of his creation and therefore they have no respect and no regard for man. There's, this is a spiritual battle that we're facing today. You may say, preacher, I can show, listen, I can, I can take the Bible, go into the book of Genesis and show you every sin that's being committed today was committed in the early days of the book of Genesis. And so, so people say, well, preacher, how can you say that it's getting worse? There's always been all of this. There's always been that we've seen about everything except all this transgenderism in the past. But now what did Jesus say? No, I'm going to help you right here. Jesus said this in Matthew 24, that 
that great chapter on prophecy. In verse number 12, this is what Jesus said. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. He's preaching about the future. He's talking about the days of the tribulation period and the days that precede the tribulation period. And Jesus said, and because iniquity shall abound, that means it will increase. Jesus himself was saying that it's going to get worse in the last days and it's coming to that head for the tribulation period. And he said it's going to get worse and we're seeing it get worse in these days. I just cannot believe what we're witnessing. I would have never believed. I would have never believed that we're seeing what we're seeing today. What does that show? That man is going about as far as he can go down. And I hate to be a bearer of sad tidings to you, but it's not going to turn around. We may have a reprieve. We may be able to put a few politicians in that will help delay the thing. But I, you just mark what I'm telling you. It's one election after another. We'll lose ground. We'll put some other people in. We may gain a little ground. But the ground we lost, we never did get it back. And then that happens again. And so here we are in 2023. We've gained some ground, but we've lost more than we've gained. And if the next election or two, if we gain some ground, we'll never gain back what we've already lost. And it'll just become worse. You say, preacher, I don't like that kind of preaching. I'm sorry. I just want you to know it's going to come to a head in the tribulation period. And God's told us in the Bible it's going to be that way. But good news, lift up your head. For your redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming. Amen. 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 Now go with me to Revelation chapter 16. So there are three growing battlefields. Number one, the battlefield in the area of worship. Number two, the battlefield in the area of wickedness. And I'm not covering this totally. I'm just giving you a short version. And then number three, there is a battlefield in the area of war. The military struggle. Look in Revelation 16. This chapter puts us down at the end of the tribulation period, just prior to the coming of the Lord. You've got seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, and then the seven vile or bold judgments. And this is under the sixth bold judgment, which means that the tribulation period by this time in Revelation 16 is just about over. And Jesus is just about to come. But look, what the, look at the head that it all comes to. Look in verse 12. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. That the water thereof was dried up. That the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. I can't, I can't just say to you as of a certainty that this is China. But I believe it is. I believe it's one of those nations as, as other nations there in the east that are hostile in these days. China has built seven man-made islands in the South China Sea. 
and they're building them primarily for airstrips so that their jets and their fighter planes will have a, a, an, an extended range. China right now is putting that, that base uh, uh, that spy base up in Cuba and, and China uh, they're, 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 they're preparing for war I want to tell you China's preparing for war Russia's in war and what's going on right now is not the fulfillment of Ezekiel chapter number 38 and 39 what Russia's doing that is not the fulfillment of that but hear what I'm about to say but what's going on now could lead to Ezekiel 38 and 39. Our, uh, Persia, there in Ezekiel 38, uh, Persia, uh, they changed their name to Iran in 1935. And so Iran is already uh, uh, an alliance, in alliance with Russia. China's beginning to talk about aligning themselves with Russia. And we could go on and on and on. And it looks like that all the pieces militarily, there's trouble in the Middle East. There's trouble in the Middle East, and it's going to get worse. But look what he said. Look what I'm after in verse number 13. And I saw three unclean spirits. This is the devil's. And I'm showing you that this is a spiritual battlefield. Yes, it is literally armies of the world. But what is behind it? I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon. That's the devil. Out of the mouth of the beast. That's the antichrist. And out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils. You mean the devil's interested in war? Yes. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and to the whole world. You just as well to put somebody, people ask me all the time, a preacher is the United States in prophecy. And I say, well, I can't show it to you, but I believe I can show it to you in a general statement. And I believe this is that general statement. I believe the United States is included in verse number 14 as well as all the nations around the world. To do what? To gather them to the battle of the great day God Almighty, which is the battle of Armageddon. Look in verse 16. And he gathered them together into a place in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. This valley here in Israel, where all these great battles of the past have been fought. And it's going to be the, the spearhead of this invasion of all these nations in the end time. At that end of the tribulation period coming together. And again, all, all these skirmishes and all these wars, all a nation against nation, all this stuff that we're seeing happening today, it is headed to the conclusion. It's headed to that final, final battle. And when all of that comes about in Revelation chapter 16, then you have to jump over to Revelation 19. And that's when the... The heavens open up and Jesus and the armies of heaven descend, amen. And he comes and destroys the beast and his armies and all of those. Same thing in Zechariah chapter 14. God said, I'll gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. So it's all coming. Now watch again, watch again. This worship, it's all coming to a head. And the false religion and all the apostasy, all of that is coming to a head in the person of the Antichrist. 
The devil has tried to duplicate what God is and what God does. You've got the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. You've got the unholy Trinity, the devil, the false prophet, and the Antichrist. And the false prophet causes people to worship the Antichrist just like the Holy Spirit causes people to worship Christ. And just like Jesus is going to rule this world with a rod of iron for 1,000 glorious years during the kingdom age, the devil is wanting to try uh, to duplicate that and to copy that by the Antichrist ruling this world uh, during the tribulation period. Everything that's going on is headed to the conclusion. It's headed to the focal point. And I'm talking about the worship. I'm talking about all this wickedness. And I'm talking about all of this talk of war. It's all headed to the book of Revelation in the final days. Amen. But I know how my Bible ends. We're on the women's side. We may lose some of the skirmishes and some of the, uh, the battles in between now and then, but thank God we're going to win the war and Jesus is going to be Lord of Lord and King of Kings and subdue this world with a rod of iron. What the first Adam lost. Now watch this, I'm done. What the first Adam lost, God gave him in Genesis chapter number one when he created man. He gave him of the right and the authority and the power to subdue the creation and literally to rule it for God. But subdue it means to bring it under his authority. But the Bible said in Hebrews chapter number two, for we see not yet all things brought under his authority. Of 1 Corinthians 15 and Hebrews 2 and in the book of Psalms uh, tell us uh, that man failed uh, to subjugate or to bring all of the creation under his authority and even today man does not have control of all of this but Jesus is going to. He is that last Adam and thank God he's going to put down all rule and all authority and all power and he's going to sit on his throne uh, with a scepter in his hand and rule this world and bring it under subjection just like Adam should have. He's going to bring it under subjection and rule this world in righteousness for 1,000 years and we're going to reign with him during that time. Brother Ron, I want to live like I believe that, don't you? I want to live like I know I'm coming back with him. Thank God. So I just, want you to, I just want you to see clearly tonight that there is, a, there is a plan on the part of the devil of all that's going on to bring it to that hour when his manifestation, his antichrist, the man of sin, the man, listen, it's the man of lawlessness. Defund the police. No law. I mean, we're seeing a we're we're witnessing a breakdown of our own government authorities in America. I love America. I love it, but I'm telling you, it's changing. And we're witnessing this spirit. What is the spirit of Antichrist? It's a spirit of lawlessness. And all of it's headed for that day. And all the wickedness. Headed for that day of lawlessness. And all the, the war and the talk of war headed for that day.
But thank God, I know who's going to rule the day. We're standing all over the house. That's the message tonight. I hope you've been in. I hope I hadn't discouraged you. I hope I have encouraged you. God is in control. Amen. And we're, uh, we're, we, we, we can be winners, thank God. Amen. They're going to come with a song and with a, a music if they don't care. And I don't know your heart tonight. If you're here and you're unsaved, I tell you, I believe I'd be running to the altar and say, God, save me and deliver me from all of this mess. And if you're saved, you ought to thank God for it. But we just want to provide you with an opportunity to bow tonight if you need to come for any reason. I appreciate your attention, appreciate your prayers. But my, 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 I don't know about you, but I want to finish right. Don't you? I want to finish right. I want to run the race well. I want to be where God wants me to be. Same forest. Three good seven. You need to come. Have thine affections been nailed to the cross. Is the heart right? We
been an honor for my wife and I to be with y'all today. Thank you for your prayers. Hope the preaching's been a little help to you. Keep us in your prayers, and we'll certainly be praying for y'all. We love y'all. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Keith. We appreciate you coming. And